You're listening to English O'Clock 2.0. Welcome to English O'Clock 2.0. My name is Julia and this is advanced episode number 98. That's right. Let's start off straight away with today's task. It's the following question. What do you use a lawnmower for? What do you use a lawnmower for? Remember, lawnmower is un corta césped and I want to know what you use it for. What you personally, what you use it for, not what, what a lawnmower is for. And for those of you who don't quite understand the difference, um, stay tuned because we're going to practice it a little bit further down the road. And by this, I mean a little bit later in today's episode. All right. So what do you use a lawnmower for is today's question. Let's take a look at what we did in the previous class number 97. We looked at the phrase verb to iron out. We did question mix 208, questions 1 to 20. So we'll finish that today. We did drill 148, questions 1 to 5. We did basics, days of the week, specifically exercise number 2, questions 1 to 10. We did vocabulary list number 166, words 16 to 25. We did drill 181, questions 1 to 10, which is exactly what we're going to continue Um what I just mentioned in today's task. We also did short answers, 781 to 800 from the English O'Clock book, and we finished with translation booklet number seven, list number 14, sentences 16 to 25. That was our recap. Let's take a look at today's phrasal verb. So today's phrasal verb, I chose to be to rub off, to rub off. Now to rub off, it's not to rub off, it's to rub off, but we can nicely link the B and rub with the O and off to rub off. And sometimes it's to rub off and other times it's to rub off on. And it means contagiarse, pegarse, eh, quitarse o limpiar, really. You can find it on page number 140. It is a regular verb. So every day it rubs off, yesterday it rubbed off, and lately it's rubbed off. Um, contagiarse, pegarse, quitarse, olimpiar. Let's take a look at the three example sentences so you um, get a feel for how to use it. Ella contagia su actitud positiva a sus compañeros. So her positive attitude rubs off on her colleagues, right? Pues se, como se contagia, se pega, right? El óxido se pegó a mi camisa. The rust rubbed off on my shirt, right? And the last one. Él ha limpiado la suciedad con un trapo mojado. He's rubbed off the dirt with a wet cloth. So going back to what I said with rub off on and rub off. So he rubbed off the dirt with a wet cloth, como limpiar o quitar. But then el pegar would be rather the, her positive attitude rubbed off on her colleague or the rust rubbed off on my shirt, right? So there you have it, a new phrasal verb for you. Right, let's take a look at a lot of questions about Kansas. I believe we started them in the last class, question number 21 from question mix number 208. You know, you can find the questions, not the answers on page number 143. Here we go. Ask me if there are tornadoes in Kansas. So you would say, Julia, are there tornadoes in Kansas? Yes, there are. 22 is Kansas City is ca in Kansas. Is Kansas City in Kansas? Yes, it is. 23, which famous literary character lived in Kansas? Well, turns out Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz lived in Kansas. 24, how long does a flight from New York to Topeka last? Uh, sorry, take. <laughs> how long does a flight from New York to Topeka take? Um, it could be last as well. 
Um, it's about two and a half hours, two and a half hours. 25, who has never been to Kansas? You, me, or your best friend? I haven't. Um, I've never been to Kansas. If you have and your best friend, then it would be me and my best friend. Pero si nadie de los tres, that would be none of us has ever been to Kansas or none of us have ever been to Kansas. Porque hay aquellas personas que lo prefieren en plural. Ambos son correctos. Bueno, ambos son correctos. Es, gramaticalmente se supone que es más correcto el, el singular. But you know what? It's a fight. I stopped fighting. Whatever. You can say whatever you want. I, I've heard both options. Uh, friends of mine use, bo use both options, so whatever you want. 26. Are there any direct flights from Madrid to Wichita? Are there any direct flights from Madrid to Wichita? I don't think there are any direct flights from Madrid to Wichita. 27. Ask me where in Kansas Dennis Hopper was born. So you would say, Julia, where in Kansas was Dennis Hopper born? Well, he was born in Dodge City. He was born in Dodge City. 28. Dennis Hopper died in 2010. I was born in 1984. So how old was I when Dennis Hopper died? That's right. I was 26. 26 years old when Dennis Hopper died. 29. Does Kansas have cold winters? Uh, yes, it does. It does. Uh, Kansas has very cold winters. <laughs> Number 30. Is Kansas worth visiting? Yes, it is. Kansas is worth visiting. I believe every place on earth is worth visiting because I'm sure there's always a little gem you can find everywhere. 31. Can you pinpoint where Kansas is on a map? Yes, I can. 32. What is the 15th largest state in the U.S.? You guessed it. It's Kansas. Kansas is the 15th largest state in the U.S. And you know, Um, those of you who know me a little bit, you know that sometimes when I answer something, it's like, ah, oh, you know, se me queda ahí el gusanillo, lo dicho bien. So in the previous question, does Kansas have cold winters? It may have sounded like I said, yes, it has. Yes, it has. Pero no, it's yes, it does. All right. Just to make sure. Yes, it does. It's not yes, it has. Yes, it does. Aunque puede, porque sí que me di cuenta y dije, mm, a lo mejor sonó un poco a has, pero no. As yes, it, yes, it does. Yes, it does. All right. Um, 33, ask me what the weather is like in Topeka today. Ask me what the weather is like in Topeka today. So you'd say, Julia, what's the weather like in Topeka today? I have no idea. I'm pretty sure it's cold. <laughs> 34, how long does it take to drive from Wichita to Topeka? Um, you, you don't have to know this. Son dos horas más o menos. Uh, you can say five, ten, twenty, whatever you want. Uh, porque lo que importa es la estructura. It takes two hours to drive from Wichita to Topeka, or it takes five hours or ten hours. La respuesta en realidad es lo menos importante. Si es verídica o no, lo que me importa es la estructura. All right, 25. How far is it from Salem to Portland? How far is it from Salem to Portland? Uh, tampoco lo tenéis que saber. Son 225 kilómetros. So it's 225 kilometers from Salem to Portland. Uh, 36. How many Topekas are there in the States? Y os decís, y os preguntáis, ¿cómo que cuántas? ¿Cuántos Madrid's hay en España, no? Pues uno. <laughs> well, turns out that there are four Topekas in the States. 37. Am I still talking about Kansas? Am I still talking about Kansas? Yes, I am. I am still talking about Kansas. Have I stopped talking about Kansas yet? No, I haven't. I haven't stopped talking about Kansas yet. 39. Would you go to Kansas if I bought you a ticket? Um, I'm pretty sure the answer is yes, I would. I would go to Kansas if, if, I, if, if you bought me a ticket. I would definitely go. Imagine somebody buys you a ticket for New York. You're like, yeah, no, thank you. I'm not, not going. Thank you. Of course you would go. And the last one, number 40. Can you pat your head and rub your belly at the same time? Can you pat your head and rub your belly at the same time? It's a trick or it's something, uh, an exercise that we did when we were younger, of course, and I think all of us have, um, where you kind of, you, 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 
pat your head. Head. This is difficult to pronounce. Pat, pat your head because it's a different uh sound. Pat your head. Um, so patting your head and then rubbing the belly at the same time quite difficult. I um I have to really focus to do it, and the older I get, obviously the more difficult it gets for me. Anyways, let's move into the nitty gritty. We are on drill number one hundred and eighty. We're going to do questions or sentences thirty one to forty. It's transforming sentences using the negative infinitive. You're like, what is the negative infinitive? To be or not to be? Not to be is the negative. Infinitive to be the affirmative infinitive, and not to be is the negative infinitive. Now, those of you who sometimes wonder, like, can I put the not between the two and the verb, like, to not do it? Yeah, this it's one of those things where I'm like, yeah, you, there are people who do it. Um, as far as I can remember from my linguistic studies in English, um, this would be this is called a split infinitive. And uh, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that. Pero dicho eso, tampoco se debería decir albóndigas. Y hay gente que lo dice porque sí. Pero aún en la RAE pone albóndigas. As far as I know, because it's possible that so many people use it that all of a sudden albóndigas es correcto. Which is, you know, the answer to the question, is a language alive? Yes, it is. It is alive. It changes, right? Often, very often, I hear... Uh, people say en verdad instead of de verdad or en realidad. I hear them say en verdad. So a lot of people say it and it comes to a point where so many people say it that it becomes common kind of usage y ahí se convierte en si es correcto o no. Entonces una cosa es eh, una, la, lo que dicta la gramática y otra cosa es lo que la gente hace con el lenguaje eh, que al final se puede convertir una cosa que al principio chirría, pues se, se puede convertir en algo aceptado y por lo tanto en correcto. This being said, uh, drill 180, 31, he said to her, don't use white sugar. So he told her not to use white sugar. Y eso es exactamente lo que quiero que hagamos. I want you to transform the sentence into the negative infinitive. 32, she said to him, don't take antibiotics. So she told him not to take antibiotics. 33, they said to you, don't pack your raincoat. So they told you not to pack your raincoat. So the only thing that we do is we substitute the don't a uh, not to. They said to you, yeah, obviously they said to you, they, they told you, they told you not to pack your raincoat. So it said to, told, yeah, don't a uh, not to. So he said to them, don't buy meat. So he told them not to buy meat. 35, you said to her, don't add spicy sauce. So you told her not to add spicy sauce. 36, they said to him, don't pay attention to other people. So they told him not to pay attention to other people. 37, they said to you, don't misspell the last name. So they told you, so sorry, she told you not to misspell the last name. 38, he said to them, don't do anything stupid. So he told them not to do anything stupid. Number 39, they said to us, don't forget to call him. So they, they told us not to forget to call him. And the last one, number 40, he said to us, don't bring a CD player. So he told us not to bring a CD player. That was it. Wasn't that difficult, was it? Right, a basic exercise for you, super easy. You know that they're always quite easy because you've done them a million times by now. Months of the year, 31 to 40, what comes before April? March comes before April. What comes between May and July? June comes between May and July. What comes before January? 
December comes before January. What comes between November and January? December comes between November and January. 35, what comes after January? February comes after January. 36, what comes after January and before March? February comes after January and before March. 37, what comes after June and before August? July comes after June and before August. 38, what comes after October and before December? That's right, November. November comes after October and before December. And if you're doubting, and rather you can say, "Mm, after October and before December comes November, you can. I prefer it the other way around. 39, what comes after September and before November? October comes after September and before November. It's true, however, that saying it the other way around, saying after September and before November, buys you a little bit of time. All right, last one, number 40, what comes after April and before June? May comes after April and before June. Right, vocabulary list number 167. So we are getting closer and closer to the end of the book. Uh, and you were like, what book? <laughs> it's called Vocabulary, Vocabulario en Inglés, ¿Qué deberías conocer? Written and published by Vaughn Systems. We are on list number 167. Uh, words 1 to 15, here we go. Acomodado, affluent. Affluent, you like affluent? No, affluent. Number two, intento will be attempt. Attempt. And it's true that it's spelled A-T-T-E-M-P-T, but you wouldn't say attempt. It's kind of a attempt. Attempt. That you put them kind of in one sound. Attempt. Anyways, number three, barbilla would be chin. Chin. Um, number four, mostrador is counter. Counter. Number five, desanimado, discouraged. Discouraged. Number six, un día sí y otro no, is every other day. Every day other day. I quite like the, a very, um, well, maybe like a, a, a stepsister expression, un día sí y otro también. <laughs> that would be every day, right? Number seven, chismorreo is gossip, gossip. Number eight, desequilibrio, imbalance, imbalance. Number nine, marfil, ivory, ivory, costa de marfil, por lo tanto sería ivory coast. Number 10, desordenado would be messy, messy. Number 11, semejantes is Peers, peers. Number 12, fiabilidad is reliability. Reliability. If you look at it, reliability. If you look at it, it really reliability. So it's kind of um, kind of easy, I think. Number 13, plan would be scheme, scheme. Number 14, un o una escéptico o escéptica would be a skeptic, skeptic. And number 15, the last one for today, constante y equilibrado, would be steady, steady. Slow and steady wins the race, que sería como, eh, pues, algo constante gana al final la carrera, ¿no? Because if you have muchos altibajos, bueno, o hoy estudio cinco horas, pero durante el próximo mes no hago nada, no os va a llevar a ninguna parte. Mientras, si, es, si estudiamos o hacemos un ejercicio, ya o comemos bien eh, la mayor parte de la semana, o estudiamos la mayor parte de la semana, o hacemos ejercicio la mayor parte de la semana y luego no descansamos un poco, pues siempre nos va a llevar más a hacer un maratón y luego estar cinco meses sentados, ¿no? This being said, we are arriving at drill number 181. We are going to answer questions 11 to 20, and it's precisely that exercise. What is something for, or what do you use something for? Ojo, porque la pregunta, ambas preguntas incorporan ese for. What is a lighter for, or what do you use a lighter for? Pero ojo, solamente una de esas respuestas utiliza ese for. Let's take a look with an example. So number 11 is what do you what do you use a fridge for? 
what do you use a fridge for? So the answer is, I use a fridge to keep food cold. ¿Escucháis algún for en esa frase? I keep, sorry, I use a fridge to keep food cold. No. Aunque esté en la pregunta, what do you use a fridge for? No está en la respuesta. I use a fridge to keep food cold, right? No obstante, si decimos, what is a fridge for? A fridge is for keeping food cold, all right? So, cuando estamos hablando de algo, ¿para qué lo utilizamos? Personalmente, utilizamos el, infin el infinitivo. I keep it, I use it to keep food cold. Pero si hacemos el genérico de para, para qué se utiliza, para qué se utiliza un, un frigorífico, uh, se utiliza para mantener la, la comida fría. Uh, a fridge is for keeping food cold. All right? Ahí sí que figura ese for que figuraba también la frase en la personal. Para, cuando, para, para qué utilizamos nosotros algo, no figura ese for en la respuesta. All right, number 12. What do you use an oven for? Well, I use an oven to bake things. To bake things. Number 13. What is a toaster for? What is a toaster for? Ojo, en general, a toaster is for toasting, gerundio, for toasting bread. Number 14. What is a gas station for? Well, a gas station is for getting gas. Number 15. What do you use a chair for? Well, I use a chair to sit on it, right? Number 16. What is a fridge for? Acordaros que acabamos de verlo. What do you use a fridge for? I use a fridge to keep my food, my, or keep, keep food in general cold. What is a fridge for? It is for keeping food cold. Ahí tenéis, eh, pues la, la, la comparación. Y os animo. Um, it's a great exercise to actually do both. So if I say, what, what is a gas station for? Um, a gas station is for getting gas, but I use a gas station to get gas. Pues ahí practicáis las dos formas. Number 17, what do you use a bed for? What do you use a bed for? Well, I use a bed to sleep. Number 18, what do you use a plant for? Uh, sorry, a plate, not a plant. What? Uh, what do you use a plate for? Well, I use a plate to eat. Number 19, what is a credit card for? Well, uh, a credit card is for paying, uh, I don't know, expensive things that you shouldn't be buying if you have to use a credit card, right? And number 20, what do you use a washing machine for? I use a washing machine to wash my laundry or my clothes. Eh, la otra pregunta sería, what is a washing machine for? A washing machine is for washing the laundry or the clothes, right? That was it. That was drill number 181. Let's move on to our oral agility question. It's going to be mastering the interrogative block number 43. So I'm going to give you the, the answer. You are going to give me the question. Ya sabéis que dependiendo de qué, qué parte de la frase acentúo, la pregunta es una u otra. Si yo digo eh, voy, a, voy a la piscina cinco veces a la semana, a la piscina es la, la respuesta, pues, ¿dónde vas cinco veces a la semana? Sería la pregunta. But, but if the sentence is, voy cinco veces a la piscina, then the, the, the question would be, ¿cuántas veces? Right? So, the same thing happens here. Nonetheless, I'm going to read the sentence, and just to be sure, os voy a decir la, 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 la palabra, the word, that is the answer. Right? So, number one, John likes to read. John is the answer. Question, who likes to read? Entonces, lo que tiene que funcionar aquí muy rápido es, 
John, persona, ¿cómo se pregunta por una persona? Who, vale. Eh, or, um, if you say, um, I go shopping on Tuesdays. Tuesdays es la respuesta. Tuesdays es un día de la semana. Dica tiempo. When, vale. O, um, me gusta la comida, no sé, japonesa. ¿Qué es comida japonesa? Es una cosa. ¿Cómo se pregunta por una cosa? What, vale. Pues, what is your favorite food? So, this mechanism of person, who, thing, what, Uh, time, when, um, place, where. This has to be ingrained in your head. It has to be in there. Grabado a fuego. All right. Number two, he likes to read about politics. Politics, cosa, that's the answer. What does he like to read about is the question. He is not really into romance. He is not really into romance. He is the answer. Who is not really into romance would be the question. He's quite intelligent. He's quite intelligent. Ojo con esta, because quite intelligent es una característica de una persona. So the question here would be, what is he like? What is he like? He is quite intelligent. Now, what does he look like? Porque ya sabéis que la inteligencia... Por mucho que nos gustaría, no se ve. Number five, everybody asks her a lot of questions. Everybody, determina persona, una persona o personas, ¿no? So who asks her a lot of questions? Number six, Felix is Jerry's nephew. Felix is the answer. Uh, so who is Jerry's nephew? Ojo a la siguiente. Number seven, Felix is Jerry's nephew. Ahora, Jerry's, es decir, de Jerry, es la respuesta que es la pertenencia. How do we ask por la pertenencia whose? So whose nephew is Felix? Number eight, people from por Portugal speak Portuguese. People from Portugal speak Portuguese. Uh, so people from Portugal, obviamente, es la respuesta. Eh, son personas, personas who, who speaks. Ojo, speaks, no, who speak. Who speaks Portuguese? Number nine, people from Portugal speak Portuguese. Portuguese is the answer here. Portuguese is a language. How do we ask for a language? What? What language do people from Portugal speak? Or what do people from Portugal speak? Number 10. She's tall and slim. Ojo con esa. Tall and slim es una característica que vemos. So, she's tall and slim. Tall and slim is the answer. Therefore, the question is, what does she look like? Porque como es físicamente, right? Number 11. Uh, James is Alex's brother. James is the question. Sorry, James is the answer. So the question is, who is Alex's brother? Same sentence. This time, Alex's. De Alex. No? So James is Alex's brother. Estamos con ese whose, whose brother is James. Number 13, Alex is Clara's mom. Alex is Clara's mom. Alex is the answer. Therefore, who is Clara's mom is the question. Alex is Clara's mom. Clara's declara is the answer. So whose mom is Alex? And the last one, en la misma línea, Marta is John's niece. Marta is John's niece, de John. So whose niece is Marta? Whose niece is Marta? Right, last exercise for today, a very dynamic and fast class. Um, well, but 22 minutes, so not that, not, not that fast. <laughs> We are on uh, translation booklet number seven. Ya sabéis que es el libro translation booklet. Um, we are on list number 15. So translation booklet number seven, list number 15. And we're going to start with sentences one to 15. Uh, you guessed the translation booklet written and published by Vaughn Systems. Here we go. List number 15, not 16. List number 15, translation booklet number seven. So, uh, guarda tus juguetes. Guarda tus juguetes. Put away your toys. Could you say put your toys away? Yes, you could. Number two, te guardaré una copia. 
I'll save a copy for you. I'll save a copy for you. Number three, apaga la vela. Blow out the candle. Blow out the candle. Blow es como, no, apagar. Blow out the candle. Number four, tuve un reventón camino de la oficina. Tuve un reventón camino de la oficina. I had a blowout on the way to work. Number five, intentaron volar el puente. They tried to blow up the bridge. So blow out, no, blow up, hacer explotar. Number six, estoy cansado de inflar globos. I'm tired of blowing up balloons. Entonces, no solamente volar, blow up, sino inflar también. Number seven, eh, suénate, suénate. Blow your nose. So, you know, when, you, when you're kind of have a nasal voice, and I have a nasal voice already, but you have an even more nasal voice because you should blow your nose. Pues ahí lo tenéis. Blow your nose, suénate. Number eight, fue un golpe bajo. It was a low blow. It was a low blow. It's all about blow in this in this list. Number nine, tocaron el silbato. Tocaron el silbato. They blew the whistle. Blue como el color azul, pero se escribe B-L-E-W. Pero se pronuncia, no es blue, como flu, tampoco es flu y blue. They blew the whistle. Number ten, ganamos por 10 puntos y en el último minuto lo fastidiamos. We were winning by 10 points and then in the last minute we blew it. Es como, pues eso, fastidiarlo, estropearlo. And I completely blew the meeting. Es que, bueno, lo fastidié, ¿no? Lo arruiné. Number 11. Él perdió los estribos. He blew his top. He blew his top. Number 12. El viento derribó el muro. The blind... The, the blind... <laughs> the wind blew down the wall. The wind blew down the wall. Number 13. El viento lo derribó. The wind blew it down. Number 14, we have two more. No te preocupes, ella solo está desfogándose. Don't worry, she's only blowing off steam. You can say to blow off steam or to let off steam, I think. Number 15, the last one. La tormenta pasó sin descargar. The storm blew over. When something blows over, es pues como que, que bueno, pues está mal, pero, pero al final pasa, ¿no? Everything at some point blows over, todo pasa en este caso la tormenta. All right, uh, that's it for today, guys. Welcome uh, to the end. <laughs> Welcome to the end. But before that, let's take a look at what we did. We looked at the phrase verb to rub off, in algunos casos rub off on. We finished question mix 208 by looking at questions 21 to 40. We did drill 180 questions 31 to 40. We did months of the year questions 31 to 40. We did vocabulary list 167 words 1 to 15. We did drill 181 sentences 11 to 20 and we finished with an oral agility exercise mastering the interrogative block number 43 and translation booklet number seven list number 15 sentences 1 to 15 so one more thing one more item on our list today's task what do you use a lawnmower for well i use a lawnmower to mow the lawn no yo lo utilizo para cortar el césped no pero se utiliza para cortar el césped in spanish as you can see there is no difference yo lo utilizo para cortar el césped. Se utiliza para cortar el césped. In English, there is a difference. I use a lawnmower to mow the lawn, but a lawnmower is for mowing the lawn. ¿Vale? Yo creo que queda bastante clara la diferencia. If not, shout, holler, let me know, and we will practice it in the next few classes. This being said, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being here with me. Let me know if you have any questions. As I said, um, stay safe meanwhile. And yeah, I hopefully see you in the next class. Take care. Bye-bye.